0: The Breakdown with Bethany is a mom.com podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of The Breakdown with Bethany. I'm Bethany Braun-Silva, and today my guest is world-renowned parenting expert, Dr. Shafali. Now, you guys know that I've been a parenting editor for over a decade, so interviewing Dr. Shafali was a dream come true. We talk about her new book, The Parenting Map, which is out now, so be sure to get it. And we also talk about all the other challenges of raising your kids in today's society. So definitely don't miss this one. I've been a parenting editor for about 11-12 years now, so I'm very familiar with your work and actually you've really helped. I think about you a lot (laughs) in a non-creepy way, especially when I'm Parenting my two boys, but um I also wanted to say something that I've noticed in these interviews. It seems like when people interview and they're first, you know, when they first welcome you, welcoming welcoming you on to a talk show or a podcast especially if they're a parent they're like really excited to have you on and I think it's almost and you'll tell me but it's almost indicative of like the parenting landscape right now this like kind of like desperation like please help me please help me fix this relationship with my kids please help me understand everything I'm doing wrong raising these children And so would you, how would you describe the current landscape of parenting, you know, as it is right now? Well, I think, you know, you're
1: right. I think parents are overwhelmed. They're very frustrated and they're racing against time. It seems the pressures on the parent to produce these super successful, super competent children is even more today than when I was raising my daughter. And the challenges for our children are way more because of this social media and all the distractions and the technology so I think more now than ever parents need this book that I've written the parenting map because that's you know what they're missing the the steps the how-to you know none of us went to school to become a parent none of us were trained we were not supervised so we need to give parents help and that and that's what this book is about um and is it is it going to be on video i'll show it if it is on yeah, video but yeah, it's show it parenting math it has 20 steps i wrote it really uh, in exactly the same way that i teach my parents in therapy and the way i teach my coaches i have a coaching institute and i coach people to do this with parents so these are the main things i talk about and so if a parent just gives themselves the time to go through these 20 steps they will come out at the other end so much clearer, so much calmer, less stressful. And we deserve that as parents to give ourselves the tools so we can enjoy this journey. Otherwise, it's just hell on wheels.
0: Right. And I'm wondering, you know, I, was, I read The Conscious Parent and I know there were a few books in between, but what is sort of the archway, the bridge between that book and this one? Are we, can we expect different things or is it sort of still the same idea of being a conscious parent? Well,
1: it's all unconscious parenting, but the first books were about the what and the why, and this is the how. So this is really, you know, I've got uh, diagrams and illustrations and graphs and tables, and I I really break it down in this in this book in a very simple way. You don't have to read my other books, just pick up this one. This will really launch you into a new way of of handling your children and it'll just change your dynamic completely when people have begun reading it and they're they're already transformed
0: yeah and you know I'm wondering if someone is yeah like I said I've been very familiar with your work for over a decade but if somebody is kind of just discovering you maybe through this interview or a number of other interviews that you've done and or you know discovering the parenting map, but their children are tweens or teens and they're feeling like it might be too late, right? You know, I'm sort of set in my ways. My kids, we're we're kind of like, we're almost there. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. What would you say to someone who might be feeling like it's too late?
1: Yeah, you know, my daughter is 20 and I still use what I teach. It still helps me. It not only will help you to uncover your patterns in your parent-child dynamic, but it will help you with your parents. It will help you with your partner. So this is really about life and life relationships. So it's never too late. It's about becoming more aware, about healing yourself, understanding your patterns. I talk about five ego patterns here that can apply to everybody. So it's important for you to identify your own patterns, but also to identify those around you so this is really a, a game changer in all relationships
0: got it and then you talk also you know a lot about connection before correction but I'm wondering for parents who maybe feel like they're in the trenches who are raising kids that are are not neurodivergent who are you know quote-unquote normal kids but they're challenging they won't go to sleep they won't eat they they For my own personal experience, it takes a lot to get my kids out of bed and out the door to go to school in the morning. So is there a differentiation here between sort of my own expectations, right? Like all that unconscious stuff swirling around and what my kids actually really need to do every day. And when it becomes a challenge, what is the, what's the line there? Well, I think it's become a challenge. It
1: wasn't always a challenge. It's become a challenge and now you've played into it and now you're in a pattern. So, you know, un- understanding your children, validating what they're going through. I know you don't want to go to school and I don't want to send you to school, but we got to go to school. So how can I help you? Waking up earlier, being organized, being creative, being playful, being joyful. You know, if you don't create those rhythms early on in your parenting, then yes, you are going to be more challenged later. But it doesn't mean you can, you can never break a pattern. You can break a pattern when they're in their teen years, When they're 30 years old, you can change your dynamic at any time, but it does take work. So
0: how old are your children? They're seven and almost 11.
1: And how many years would you say it's been a challenge?
0: You know, I would probably say it's been extremely challenging post-pandemic. They do not, it takes a lot to get them out the door in the morning, a lot. And I have similar, I have friends who are in similar situations where their kids just won't go to bed at night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it's
1: it's things that, you know, when they're big life crisis, like the pandemic, then that is traumatic. And children have a harder time to go back into routine. You know, you, their lives were so disrupted for so long and they got so used to hanging in their pajamas. Now it's harder for them to go. But typically, if you give enough time, If you're well-connected, if you create a plan the night before, you, you know, try to practice, you know, tell them that we can't go through this fight every time. So let's create a plan the night before, you know, create an incentive for them that, hey, you know, for the first few times you get it right, mommy and you will go on a play date together. We do something special. Try to intervene in in a strong way instead of just yelling, try to be creative, try to create a strategy, try to create a win-win situation. That's what I encourage parents in this book, The Parenting Map. Don't just do it the same way every time and then be exhausted. Find a way to break the pattern and be more creative, be more loving, be more playful, and bring your child to your side of the equation. Um, And it'll take work, you know, but maybe you're just stuck in a cycle of just yelling, screaming, and being frustrated.
0: Yeah, and I I hope I don't seem like I'm challenging you because I admire you so much. You've helped me so much. But I did ask our readers, our viewers, some of what they would want to ask you. And a lot of them are saying, you know, I'm, they're so burnt out, especially mothers. You know, we talk about the mental load of motherhood coming out of the pandemic, which is especially cruel to mothers to think that now I have to figure out five or six creative ways to get my kids out of bed in the, bed in the morning. So this is sort of like the reality. So I'm i am wondering what your thoughts are on that. And it sounds to me like just in, injecting a little playfulness might help, but I would like. Right, so-
1: Right, we mothers are so burnt out and so overwhelmed, but we have to ask ourselves why, right? How much have we put on the plate? You know, raising children is not so exhausting as now it has become. It's become so exhausting because it's a business. Like we are raising super successful people for their whole lives. We're raising super adults. And as long as you put the pressure that you're raising an adult, you're going to burn yourself out, right? Our children are in 10 activities, they have tutors, they're overscheduled, then we women want to look amazing, then we're going to the gym, then we have careers. How can we, then we want to, you know, cook organic food from scratch. It's a lot of pressure that we're putting on ourselves, so we're bringing all this stress into the dynamic, and then we're screaming, and we're yelling, and then now the children are upset, now you're cleaning up the mess up. So it's like a never-ending cycle until you break the, sa- the cycle and the pattern, and you start fresh. I go, okay, if I want to make my life easier, what are some of the things I can take off the table? What are some of the things I can take off my plate? How can I better connect with my children? Yes, playfulness, creativity. Sorry, that's what children need. That is the language of children. Children do not answer to commands and instructions. They answer to playfulness, to joy, to creativity. And I know this is the last thing women want to hear Oh, I have to be joyful in the morning. Well, yes, if you have children and you want them to get out of bed, they don't want to go to school. So how do you make them enjoy the transition so you can get them out of bed, right? You have to do the work because you are sending them to a place, school, which is not enjoyable to them. So of course, they don't want to get out of bed. So you have to work harder to make it creative and playful.
0: Yeah, I think it is sort of an uncomfortable truth, but so really needed. And and I think that also, and you know, you are the expert, <laughs> but I think that it will, does get easier because who doesn't want to have fun, right? Especially with our kids. And then we talk about being present with them and making those memories and those enjoyable moments. So I'm going to practice that. So <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll keep, I'll, I'll write to you to let you know how it's working. But Dr. Shefali, one of my favorite interviews is, um, that you did was with Oprah. I think it was back in 2016, where you discussed sort of, I put it in quotes, a fail, which wasn't really a fail when you were talking about signing your daughter up for ballet lessons and she was eight years old and the instructor said, well, you're kind of late, right? Eight years old. So I want to know what, so if, is it, what you were, are you suggesting that we sort of let our child take the lead as far as what they want to do? If they say I want to play baseball, I want to do ballet, or I want to stay home and, and color, um, where does what what do you suggest there? Because certainly hobbies are expensive, right? And then how much do we sort of go hands off when they say I don't want to do this anymore, or when they say I do want to do this? So I would love just to know what you think about that. Well, many
1: things. So first, we have become
0: crazed and obsessed with
1: achievement, and we don't allow children to have fun. Number two, we are on a race to nowhere, so we're not allowing children to go slow. Number three, we don't wait for our children to show up in their likes or interests. We project our likes and interests onto them. So what I would say is wait for your children to emerge into some sort of like, I like dancing, I like singing. Wait a little bit. Like, do you have to send your kid at three years old? Can you just wait till six or seven? Can they just enjoy till six or seven at home, playful, you know, playing with friends, playing in the garden, just allowing their imagination? That is so valuable as as opposed to simply sending them to one structured activity to another. I believe in unstructured play for at least the first five, six years, a little bit of dancing, singing, sure. But you can wait on that. And then when they begin to emerge into their personalities, you can then send them for hobbies, hobbies but keep it at the hobby level. Like, why are we making it a career? Why are we forcing our children to have professions out of this? Why can't they just enjoy something, right? So keep it in perspective. You know, stop trying to raise the next Michael Phelps. Stop trying to send everybody to the Olympics. Just let the child enjoy without the pressure of all this, you know, supersonic achievement, which is exhausting. Exhausting for you, exhausting for the kid. The kid The kid just wanted to play baseball. The kid didn't want to be like traveling around the country and going for, you know, all these competitions. So keep it in perspective. That's my my biggest goal with parenting is, you know, you're raising children. You're not raising automatons. Mm -hmm. You're not raising robots. You're not raising CEOs. Just relax. Like, just let them have a childhood.
0: And what do you suggest also, because I know a lot of the work that you discuss and is, is, is looking at ourselves, right? So if our child does something or says something or is feeling something that really triggers us and then we feel it, we have that self-awareness, right? And but we can't seem to get to that next step, right? Okay, I'm aware that I'm triggered, but like, I don't know what to do, you know, whether it's like the vulnerability we see in our own children, the dependence, anything like that, what would you tell parents that next step is? So, you know, it's
1: self-awareness, like you said, it's building this muscle of, okay, I am now interacting with my child from my own conditioning, and I'm not truly understanding who it is they are. So, you know, finding a coach, a therapist, doing this, the exercises in this book it is vulnerable making, but you have to go through it. Like you're doing this for your children. Uh, how much can you keep holding on to your ego? How much can you keep pretending? You have to, as a parent, be willing to be humble and be vulnerable and say, you know what? I don't know. I need to learn. I'm okay saying that I'm not perfect. I'm okay saying that I'm limited. If we don't approach this with self compassionate humanity and humility, then we're just going to keep ramming our ego all over the place and our children will not feel seen or heard and there will be a disconnect later in life.
0: Dr. Shafali, thank you so much. I just have one final question and this all, well not all, me, I want to know what are some of the most exciting ways or the best ways that you have fun with your daughter?
1: Well, you know, every age group is different, you know? So when she was younger, it would be, you know, cuddle time before she woke up, or cuddle time at night, or sing a song in the bathroom, or she could paint my nails, or, you know, we could go for ice cream treats together. I mean, really, children are so simple. It's so easy. You can just make anything extraordinary. Bubble time in the bathtub. I mean, everything can become special time. Just call it special time, right? And you can just, you know, eating noodles can be noodle time, special noodle time, you know, every Wednesday at seven o'clock, create anything, children don't care, just make everything fun, playful, connected, and teach your children that life is beautiful, that life is joyful. And if you infuse joy into your parenting, then it'll be infectious, they will pick up on that.
0: Yeah, my kids invented some, well, I don't know if they invented it, but they heard it and we started doing it, something called Sunday Mondays, where we would make ice cream Sundays on Mondays. I think I'm going to bring that back. Dr. Chavali, thank you so much. I've been, This is a conversation, I'm so excited to talk to you as a, as a parenting you. You're so important to this community, so thank you so much. And please, everyone, get the parenting map. Hold it up again so we could see. parenting
1: map, it's out and people are loving it, so grab a copy today.
0: Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you very much. All right, take care. I appreciate the time. Thank you.